I'll play back the levels the way you set them. Say it on me. Hey, pussy, are you still there? Lee. I back. People are always saying about the talk, and I talk, and I talk, and I talk, but guess who can walk? I back it up. I back it up. That means it's time to roll, baby. You got nothing going on between your ears, buddy. Hey, John, do you think I'm just going to sit there and let you kill me, John? I mean, really. I think I could beat every girl in my division with one hand. That guy's such a dick. I mean, you show your true colors after a fight. That fucking guy comes up to me. You know who you are, huh? I don't have much left to say other than you have seen nothing yet. <laughs> Hope to God you come ready. I'm Michael Morgan and welcome to this week's edition of the Wocast for the hard way. As usual, joining me is Gina. What up? Kairos. Hello. Chisanga. Actually, Pusha C. <laughs> we haven't seen that press ups yet. What's okay, going all right. On? Uh, I promise you they'll they'll be uh they'll be delivered on Sunday. I promise, I promise. Mm-hmm. And you're going to be push, pushing up on Sunday as well when uh, Rose Norman Eunice pieces up Jessica Andrade. Don't think I haven't forgot about that, Mike. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, we'll see about, <laughs> we'll see about that. Because what you're basically saying is there is the potential that you'll be doing 50 press that is, is that what you're saying? Th- that's the potential. And I think that's the broadcast record, to be honest. And <laughs> I'm honored to be the one to, to potentially have the record of most push-ups. You look more than capable. Speaking of more than capable, this weekend has got us. I mean, really and truly, it's a, a fight fans smorgasbord, as they say. KSW 53. I mean, you guys, you can't sleep on KSW, mm-hmm. man. They are Europe's finest for a reason. Seriously, if you need any means by which to get ready for UFC 251, KSW 53 is that anecdote or antidote basically it's taking place in poland and it sees uh, the return of ksw which will be um well leading with as in the main card is in the main event norman park versus gamrot three now they've done this like twice Jeez. before i'm not sure if you guys been there keeping no i've been cage side for both and i have to say it just gets more intriguing and more kind of like bizarre. I mean, the last time out, um, it ended in... Uh, you have to go and search out the footage. Previously, it ended because Norman uh, found his fingers inside uh, Gamrot's mouth. And it mm. just seems to be the only way to actually oh, sort this, to solve this. Yeah, what I'm <laughs> saying, go and have a look. Go and have a look. Go and have a look at the footage. You'll be amazed, bedazzled, and uh, beguiled by it. But um, Park versus Gamrot 3 goes down this Saturday, way before UFC 251 kicks off, which sees Kamaru Usman versus never closer to UFC gold uh, than he ever has been, Jorge Street Jesus, or if you want to call him by his real name, Masvidal, um, Gamebred Masvidal. Um, that I have to say, man, tell me this time last week when we were discussing, um, well, I suppose individuals who haven't actually seen gold, but, um, uh, should have actually realized gold. Do you remember that little conversation? I don't want to say like I told you so, <laughs> but, um, it, hold on, what's that noise? Is that a truck? Oh my beeping? god, is that a truck backing up? That is called it, Brooklyn, it's loud. Oh, okay. <laughs> for thought, no reason whatsoever. <laughs> I, I, I thought it, I thought it, I thought it might have been a, a truck backing up because, um, someone needs to uh, uh, back up this week. I actually, 
I, I, feel, <laughs> I think I feel it was remiss of me. I tell you why. Last week, um, I, I think it's only right that we play the audio. Oh, are they? They're doing the previously thing. Oh, 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 do it, do it again. Do the do a very ominous sounding, very uh, you know, omnipotent god, angry, you know, oh, telling us some uh, information what happened in the last episode for those catching up previously. I'm going with who I am, Asvidal and Nate Diaz. Oh, oh come on! No, you know what, my you knew what was gonna set me off today. You knew, you knew I was gonna get mad by you mentioning those two guys' names. Why? Why would you pick those two? Explain your reason, please. I, I want to hear. Resilience, resistance, and the fact that you know I, I really do hold them in high regard when it's come to, when it actually comes to readjusting themselves career-wise. I mean, skill-wise is what I suppose we're all talking about here, and I just can't help but feel we 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 haven't actually seen the best of all him as Vidal, and look where he he is at the moment. Come on. Yeah, where he is at the moment, he's hiding. Uh, he's I, knew it. I knew it. I knew this it. man, this man is more fearful than Christians in the Bible after they crucified Jesus. I don't know where Jorge is, but he's acting like the apostles after they killed Jesus. Oh. Hiding in caves, radio silence, all that. What happened to the outspoken Jorge that we all love? Where is he now? Where's your savior now? He's missing. I don't want to hear none of it. Um, last week. Uh, in defense of Masvidal, I don't really think I gave him his due. 48 fights deep, 35 wins, 16 via KO, 2 via submission, 17 via decision, and he's got 13 losses. Now, the last 10 fights, now peep this right, the last 10 fights, his four losses have been via decision. Mm-hmm. Robberies, like some might say, but via decision now we each as you know bring something to the table by way of discussion point one point each uh we actually bring to the the table as it were and um i think you've guessed it this week's um item of interest that i'm bringing to the table is street jesus we need to rejoice we need to throw petals at his feet not only has he saved the main event he stepped up for those who were calling him scared for those who were calling him uh usain bolt running for those of you who basically thought that he was actually holding out until he could get an easier matchup he proved you all wrong but you know that would be i think really the height of bad manners to keep harping on about you know what other people have said about him because I'm going to throw the floor open now. Are we looking at a better matchup than Gilbert Burns versus versus Kamaru Usman? Or is this kind of a step down? Because for me, for my money, uh, I think you know where I'm heading. You think I think you know how I feel about it. Based on what I said last week about the fact that this man, this personification uh, of the Holy One, in, in a, a man's form, Jorge Masvidal has um, has given us reason to rejoice. Now, I'm going to dispense with all of the biblical references because it's kind of high time that we heard from you. I feel that I've held the pulpit uh, for far too long. I've, uh, I think in terms of biblical proportions, this has been <laughs> probably one of my longest rants. <laughs> I'm holding up, I feel, the proceedings way too much and um like i said i'm going to dispense with all of the uh 
the finery and all of the regaling of this man because I'm gonna, well, open the floor up to whoever wants to step up. Can I get an amen? Amen, so. Lord. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I'm just, you know on what? On you go, Karis, on you go, yeah. man. The, no, the, the floor yeah. is yours. The, the red carpet is laid yes, out sir. just for you, sir. Mm. I want y'all to know this right now about me if y'all don't know this already. Preach. When I'm wrong, I'm gonna own that shit. I don't care what it is. If you if you call me out on something I'm wrong about, I'm gonna own that shit straight up. But one thing I'm not gonna let you do is Dana White this conversation that what I said. What? Trying to control the story. <laughs> if we rewind back oh, what boy. I said about Jorge mm. Masvidal, I didn't mm. say he Let's was afraid one. of Kamaru Usman. I said he was afraid of what would happen to his reputation if he were to lose to Kamaru Usman. And I think that's a very real concern for any oh fighter. Oh my God. No, I said that Did exact thing. No, Did I said that. Else see what's happening uh, here? Go listen to the previous <laughs> podcast. I made a conscious effort to say that because I don't believe these guys are afraid of people. That's why I said what I said. But I am wrong, though, about talking about Jorge Masvidal only caring about himself in this matter. I didn't realize that him standing up for what he believes in his worth and who he is as a fighter and how he should be compensated adequately wouldn't help other fighters see that exact example and act accordingly. Now, me pressuring him and disrespecting him and talking in that manner is incorrect. I'm mm -hmm. wrong. I own that shit 110%. Mm -hmm. But for you guys to act like I said, he's afraid <laughs> to fight Kamaru. Who? No, that's not what happened. That's not. And as far as what you said about the question. I yeah. think it depends what you're looking for. I think Kamaru Usman has a lot better chance of outstriking Gilbert Burns than he does of mm -hmm. Jorge Masvidal. I think if he tries to fight Jorge like he fought Colby, that's his quickest route to a yeah. defeat. He will lose this fight if he fights like he fought Colby. I can almost guarantee it. I know there aren't guarantees, but he will lose this fight. But also, if Jorge Masvidal is able to scramble out of these bad positions of being taken down, pressed up against the cage, held down there, the same net result's gonna happen. If Kamaru Usman cannot mix it up, he is going to get mixed up in the cage. Yeah. I, okay. I, yeah. You know, I, I think the only thing that was kind of like missing from my intro and um, your subsequent response was. <laughs> <laughs> Dana White bought a whole island. Is he lying? Is he wilding? The UFC is coming right back again. Oh man, I love this song. So give me some time, cause I'ma have to vent. UFC oh, London, wow. they had to cancel it. Leave <laughs> okay. and fight. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Oh boy. I love that. I love that. I, I, I want to buy that on iTunes. Why have I only it. got a snippet? Why haven't I got the full version? New verse coming soon. You'll see. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, in, in it, you, Kairos got you, bars. You better give yeah. Jorge his props, man. In, in the in the new verse, man. He's getting his props, and Keith Peterson is getting his props for drinking and smoking cigarettes. Right. <laughs> oh, shit. That's a that didn't happen. I'm not yeah. saying he did that. I was yeah. joking. <laughs> Back to your point, Mike. Yeah. I mean, who would have thought it, like, last week when we were, when we were chopping up the, the turn of events, well, the, the unfortunate turn of events for Gilbert Burns, uh, who we ho hope recovers from COVID-19 as quickly as possible, would transpire, man. Yeah. It's just... It's absolutely crazy, and you know for a fact, as soon as Jorge found out that Gilbert was out, he was just sat by the phone, rubbing his hands together, like knowing, yeah. knowing that, yeah, yeah I've yeah. got this money coming to me, and I've got the UFC over Now you're going to know my exactly. worth. Exactly. Yeah, now you're going to know my exactly. worth. Exactly, and I'm, I'm just happy that, well, it seems that he's got a new deal that's, uh, that's suitable for him, but as 
as I said mm. earlier this week, I just hope that he continues to to be vocal and uh, discuss yeah. and discuss the issue of fighter pay and be an advocate for fighter pay because he's one of the uh, people who's successfully finessed the UFC because that's what he's done in this situation well and truly because. I, I don't know whether it would have been Dana, Hunter, or Sean Shelby that would have made the call, but they probably would have done so begrudgingly because they know they would have known that they would have just received a message just saying, yeah, pay me for what I'm worth, pay me what I'm worth. But I'm happy he stepped up to the plate, and as Kyra said, this is a lot more difficult fight for Kamaru than Gilbert Burns. 100%. I think both, both you and I were, um, were in agreement that Gilbert would come up short against his his training partner but yeah jorge definitely has this advantage standing up and as kyra said if kamaru can't mix it up and if he's telegraphed telegraphs his takedown attempts it could be night night for the nigerian nightmare you know just to pick up on something which you said there it's a sad set of affairs but let's just call it what it is ever since this fight has now been seen or, or, or signed sealed and delivered he hasn't spoken in the royal we, as in we fighters deserve to get paid. Mm-hmm. It's, I got paid, and I'm happy with my deal. I haven't seen any collective bargaining in terms of his ongoing narrative. It all seems to be very, very he, insular, which, you know, to be fair, I mean, we've been here before. This is how this is a cyclical issue, because it's about the me, it's about the I. It's about why aren't I being paid instead of why aren't we being paid? Mm-hmm. No, I can. Yeah, on, on you go, G. No, oh, on, go on, on you go, on you go. No, are you sure? Because I really want to wait to go last <laughs> because I deserve to I, go last. Because I'm just, I, you know, I'm just making sure everybody gets no, it out I first complete, before you know. I have a few things to say, <laughs> Mike. I completely agree with with what you're saying, <laughs> but <laughs> part of me thinks, well, I've, I've again, this is a conspiratorial Columbo side of me coming out, thinking maybe the <laughs> UFC, maybe the UFC has said like, yeah, tone it down on the, on the. Pay, pay us better uh, ah. band, bandwagon I don't know if, if that's the case uh, I watched his interview with uh, with Ariel Hawani and he said that oh yeah I'm still gonna be a, a vocal yeah. advocate and speak out on issues for his brothers and sisters that he, he called his fellow fighters which is uh, which which was good to see but again actions speak yeah. louder than words exactly exactly um, so, yeah, I'm ready to jump in. I'm just interrupting, jumping in. I'm, I want you guys to know that I'm going last because I probably have the most shit to say about this because I am a diehard Masvidal okay. fan. Whoop, I don't understand how... I don't understand how from jump anybody could say anything about him after the year that he gave us from the B- mm-hmm. the Yeah, you can call the BMF belt corny, but how exciting was it whether you agreed with the title corny line or nothing? The fight was fun. Okay, the Nita Askren's face, all the wonderful things he's done. What about Darren Till? And then it's obvious he's like trying to get money. You know, he works for a company that doesn't pay the employees well and he's angling for money. Everybody angles for money. Everybody does it, Every from Henry Cejudo to Woodley. So why suddenly when Jorge Masvidal does it, he's the worst guy in the world. I keep seeing all this hate. And Mike, I'm with you. Everybody needs to roll out the red carpet for this guy. He showed up. He made y'all eat y'all words. He wasn't scared of nobody. And he got the money he needed. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. And I don't know how anybody doubted him. But to answer your question, Mike, 
Gilbert probably would have been maybe a more competitive fight. I think this is going to have some magical moments because Masvidal is such an unpredictable and, and splendid striker. But I think Kamaru Usman knows this and is going to smother him and do what he does and just drown him with some good old-fashioned wrestling. And I just think Gilbert Burns would have maybe given us a more competitive fight. But this fight with Jorge Masvidal and Kamaru Usman matters. Jorge has already established himself as a contender first. Just because Gilbert, you know, had a coupon and decided to just, you know, fight Masvidal at a discounted rate. or what, Remember um, what I say to Sangha? Like, he probably got, like, a, a free beverage and, they, you know, they underpaid him or some shit in the DMs. Like, I think, really, that Dana White did not pay him well. So he got skyrocketed to, you know, to fight Usman. And, yes, he did deserve it, but Masvidal already had established that he was the contender to me. So I'm happy that they're fighting before Gilbert. Let's put that to the side and let's do what's right first. But Gilbert probably would have been a more competitive fight. That's what I think, because I think Usman is going to (laughs) just, I think he's going to do what Usman does, and I think we're all predicting it the same Mm -hmm. way. What do you think the final outcome is going to be, whether it's a decision or finish? How do you think the judges have it if it goes to the decision? Oh, man. I, I think we're going to see kind of like a Damian Maya versus Masvidal type of fight. Um, I think Usman is just going to win across the board, <laughs> to be honest with you. He's already hinted I that this is it. the way it's going to go. When people use the word ragdoll, <laughs> it just strikes fear in me because the last person, as we know, yeah. he used the word ragdoll. We shitted all over that fight. We hated that fight. Now, the way that I look at it... Yeah, and I think... Huh? Hor- I was about to go say, ahead. the way that I look at it, if, if it no, does no, actually go to a decision, given his track record with decision, I, I just can't see Jorge coming out the victor. I, I see him, if he is in his typical gangster style, coming out all guns blazing, uh, he's going to lay waste to Kamaru Usman, if that is indeed the tactic, if that is indeed something he can pull off. But... Uh, you know what as much as I love this in comparison to what we had to look forward to Kamaru Usman has laid his 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 uh, his game plan firmly out and um, I think we're we're at risk of seeing this uh, pan out to be a little bit of a snooze fest if Kamaru gets his way yeah yeah and and if Kamaro has fallen in love with striking, or if he thinks that he can fight Colby, like Carol's just said, if he thinks that he can fight uh, Masvidal the same way he fought Colby, oh, we're going to see a totally different fight. We're not going to see what we're predicting. That's what I want to you know, see. Masvidal. Yes. That's yeah, what I want like, to see. It, and also, think about it. Usman is training with who? Trevor Whitman. He's still developing mm-hmm. with a, a, a new coach. He's with Justin Gaethje. These are offensively aggressive type of fighters, but... Trevor Whitman is a wonderful coach, and he's all. And then he, Usman is the perfect like, um, not sibling. What is the word? Um, pupil for mm-hmm. him, because he listens. He's not like a Mike Perry who's not focused or anything. Like he does what the coaches say. And Trevor Whitman and him are a good fit, and we haven't really seen him develop yet with him fully. And I wonder if if he's gonna you know throw his hands with this you know with this newfound you know coaching and whatnot and being with Justin Gaethje. So if he falls in love with his hands. We might see a different fight, I, but who knows? <laughs> I, I completely, I completely agree with you. I completely agree with you, G. And plus, but I don't think he's going to do that. I mean, mm. Masvidal's a tricky customer at the best of times. He he has a lot of unusual entrances. Entrances, like case yes. in point, the uh, the Darren Till knockout. Yeah, nobody expected him to 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 switch and throw that left hook that he caught him with. So yeah, it's yeah. unusual. He's got. 
it's got a lot of data to analyze and what have you and you don't want to be mixing in the new things that you've learned only over the last few weeks yeah. when you're trying to um, negate somebody's offense and best weapons but I, and he's so he's so dangerous mm-hmm. like you said like he just is so unpredictable and he'll get you in love with a, a certain cadence and the next thing you know there's an elbow out of nowhere now he's throwing flurries yeah. like it, it's just he's a lot to deal with offensively he's smart and the angles that he's coming at you with, you just never really know. And if Usman wants to play those games, mm-hmm. uh, I don't. It can be bad here, but I agree with you, Chisanga. I don't think he's going to do it. He's yeah. too smart. But part of me wants wants me wants uh, wants me to see that happen because you can't have all that heat. Like at that um, was it a Super Bowl media day they were at, and yeah. Kamara was like, "Do something! I'll do something to you! Do something!" <laughs> you can't come with all that heat. You can't come with all that heat and then just wrestle Flop. for five mm. rounds. Yeah, you, so what? you can't come with all that heat. What? You why? can't do that. Why? Yeah, why? Yeah, why are we making up new rules? In, because in that's, like. that's that's throwing hands talk. <laughs> that's throwing hands talk. That's no, no wrestling. <laughs> Go get your singlet on if that's the case, come on. He's going to throw hands, though. You act like I this know, man didn't land like 100 unanswered ground-to-pound strikes on Tyron Wood. Like, I get it. Okay, everybody wants to see some kickboxing, but guess what? Guess what? We aren't going to see that. This fight's yeah. probably going to end up being 49 to 45. I think... That Jorge's going to win one round, but there's also going to be a 10-8 thrown in the mix later, which is why he's not going to get that 46. Mm-hmm. So, and if we're Damn. being realistic here, I'm not even like, like, yes, I acknowledge that Jorge Masvidal probably has the best boxing in the UFC, regardless of division. I'm, I'm confident saying he's top three, mm-hmm. if not one. But the thing is, I think he's not going to be permitted that space. He's not going to be able to have access to change up cadence. Like, yes, he he can change up cadence. He's like a black drum major at a historically black college. Mm-hmm. Just when you think you got to figure it out, mm-hmm. he's standing on his head. He's doing a backflip. He's doing yep. a split. Like, he's doing this yep. stuff. You ain't see it coming. Sorry if y'all don't catch the <laughs> reference. But anyway, I, 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 do. Just, <laughs> I just don't think it's going down like that for Jorge. And it's sad because I'm rooting for him in the sense that he's caring for other fighters. And I liked him as a person. I just didn't like the antics that people allowed him to get away with that they would kill other fighters for. So that was really my true vendetta. But also when he started to do certain things that I thought he was like being shady for, that also fed into my own bias. What were those so, yes, things, I was may biased. I ask? Yes. May I ask, what were those things? Because I'm completely lost with the hate. When he slapped up Leon and stuff, I thought that was, like, entertaining. I thought that's what fans like, that dumb shit. And instead, they like that shit, but instead they were like, he's a thug and he's a terrible. And I was like, wait a minute, why is it different yeah. for him? Yeah. Like, no, I, I, I looked at it differently. I just, I see Masvidal doing everything that we you. want him to do. But for some reason, men just fucking hate him. And I don't know if it's because he's a sex symbol or he's doing everything <laughs> right. I just don't know. No, I'm starting to think it's a problem that it's probably kind of obvious that this man is just laying it down whenever he wants. He acts like it. He looks like it. And then when he slapped up Leon, I'm not going to front. You could see it on the timeline. Women were like, who's this? Like, who's reminding me of that dirtbag I used to date 10 years ago? You know what I mean? Like, and I think... And I honestly believe men have like a problem with this because I've just never seen hate for somebody that's doing everything that we like to see in mm, the UFC. Hold on. Some men, it's it's unreal. Some men have a problem with that because I lap mm-hmm. that shit up. I love true. Some, some. I, yeah, I, I, was, I, I, I was don't fully, get it. Yeah, I, was I agree. Fully with you. It's not all. To that. I mean, okay, Leon's a Brit, but I live for this. This is what I wake up for. This is why I'm tuning in. Right, it's drama. It's the drama. Yeah. So when drama comes, yeah. why are people backing away from? It? Gee, I'm like you. I'm baffled. I'm bamboozled. I'm confused. I, I didn't believe it. I saw, 
I saw people calling mm. him a thug. I saw people like, that is wrong. We do fights in the UFC. It was unsanctioned. He started it. I was like, what the fuck are y'all talking about? This is hot off the presses nonsense that y'all like. And then he came up with a, a, a slogan. Y'all killed it to death. Now y'all hate the slogan. It's just unreal. You know, he sees Camaro and he makes a funny gun noise. I'm laughing. He's this. He's a bitch. He wants to fight Connor. Why? Because he wants to get paid like everybody else. But no, he's ducking Camaro. No, he's trying to get paid. And he works for a job that doesn't pay well. What do you mm. think they're doing? They're scheming and trying to make the best of it. That's what people do when you work someplace and you don't get paid enough. You kind of do things to make sure that you okay in this terrible condition. And that's yeah. what he was doing. I, I, don't, I don't have get a it. problem with, with I, anything that he did. Like, uh, but, Neither did I. Okay, you don't want to see fighters throwing hands outside of the cage or what have you. But again, that adds to the pageantry and storylines of the sport. So... And it creates heat. Right. So, again, I, I, I don't have any problem with what he's done over the last year. I do. And I'm what? not speaking about what he did to Leon. I have no problem with what he did to Leon. That's not the instances that I'm talking about. I'm talking about him wearing a Versace robe, begging for Conor McGregor to acknowledge <coughs> his pure existence. Let anybody else rock that robe inside of the octagon in front of all those fans. Let Henry Cejudo do that. Y'all would still be clowning that man for doing that because he does we stuff like are. that. We still are. Henry does exactly. stuff like that. I'm still clowning him. Exactly. Like, still, so, that's why nobody's paying him no mind. That's why he made a video about Sean O'Malley and nobody <laughs> paid him exactly. no attention. Exactly. So where like, is that same everybody consent does that, with though. Jorge? Jorge does the same exact stuff that he did, but he people are like, oh, it's sexy. It's like, all right, great. It can be sexy, but let Henry do it. Is it sexy then? No, it's not because think, you don't like what the action. It's you. It's not your problem with the action. It's your problem with the person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because some people do it better than others. Like the ladies don't want to fuck Henry Cejudo. They want to fuck Mike. And there's nothing wrong with that. Do you do you see what I'm saying? Like, I do you see, see the saying. difference? Like, some people are better at things than others. Like. Um, Masvidal doesn't go to Etsy and make pillows of people or show up in a magician's outfit. He wore a corny robe that all had us talking, yes. And he bounces back from that. Why? Because he's got swag. He's popular. And then he backs it up. Like, he doesn't... He beats everybody up so far in the ring talking all this shit. Correct. It just seems like people are more jealous than actually appreciating how much, like, he's doing for the sport. You know? It's almost like he's hood Connor. Like, he's not as popular as Connor, but... While Connor's gone, Masvidal is keeping mm-hmm. us pretty busy, and I think people need to appreciate mm-hmm. that instead of being like he's a thug. I can't believe he went across the room and slapped him. Yeah, I, I don't can't like believe that he's going. Too. I can't believe. Yeah, right. I can't believe. Oh, he's a Trump supporter. How come uh, Masvidal? They don't cancel him, but you know they want to cancel Kobe. Um, he knows how to play the game. He wore a Trump mask over the weekend. He didn't exactly read a book, throw it in people's faces, say that Kamaro's dad is like, you know, a black extremist or whatever the shit Kobe was trying to do. He doesn't exactly weaponize it, but he knows to wear it enough to piss y'all off. Mm -hmm. And he still gets heat for it. And he's also pretty good looking. A lot of liberal women are like, I don't care. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, get over it. (laughs) Get over it and stop being jealous. Right. They don't care. Like, whenever I'm online and they're like, how come they give passes to Masvidal and not... Um, what's his name? Gregor Gillespie. Because he's fine, and y'all know that. And be quiet, <laughs> and stop being jealous. Get some swag. That's all I want. some big dick energy, and try to be like him. Try it. You'll get ass hurt. So That's what it sounds like to me. So Usman could go 2-0 and against MAGA this weekend. Oh, yeah. yeah and and I, I think it's delicious. I think it's going to be fun. It's going to be great. It's going to be a great fight, everybody. <laughs> it's going to be broadcast all over the world. It's going to be great. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. I'm so happy. But I will say this. Back to, you know, 
the fights. I hope Gilbert gets his shot right after this. Just because I think that he um, went straight to the top because of whatever the negotiations were doesn't mean he didn't deserve it. Let Masvidal have his shot and let Gilbert fight whoever wins that match. It's the only right thing to do. And we all know he's not fighting because of COVID. He could not, you know, mm. that's out of his control. So give him the title Gee, shot. that leads perfectly. I think they're going to score. That leads perfectly into my talking point, which is going to be what is the lay of the land of the welterweight division going to look like with Kamaru Usman win? Segue. Oh, Segway <laughs> King, man. Segway mm. King. So what's the lay of the that I gave you the alley-oop. DG did. DG did. <laughs> so what is the landscape of the division going to be if it's an Usman victory or if it's a Masvidal victory? Now, Masvidal, he's publicly come out and said that if he wins this fight, that he's going to lay up the opportunity to Nate Diaz. And I mean, as much as I want to see them run that back, like although it was a one-sided ass-kicking for three rounds, I wanted to see the fight go the distance. There's other worthy competitors top of that list I know you're going to say Gilbert Burns he stepped up obviously he he did step up he took on Tyron Woodley dominated Tyron Woodley Mm -hmm. and he's on a five fight win streak now I I do believe meritocracy's got to prevail and you were disrespecting my man the the flag bearer for Britain at this moment in time Leon Edwards but I think he should get the next (laughs) shot who's that laughing (laughs) who is that laughing who is that laughing yeah I was uh, that was me I'm sorry (laughs) I just, the I, disrespect again. The disrespect. No, I, y'all know I love Leah. Dis- Mike, yeah. tell him I love him. You don't love him enough. You know how many times I <laughs> listen. No, I love him. I do. I'm gonna so stop laughing. One of my, Go ahead. Qu- so my my final question is really, what's the better outcome for Leon Edwards, a Masvidal win or an Usman win? Mm. <sighs> Masvidal. Who won? Yeah, he, he has history. Mm-hmm. He has history of Masvidal. People want to see that get resolved, to be frank with you. But I'm going to be real with you. If you guys are expecting Gilbert Burns to get that title shot, he's not. They're going to screw him, and here's why. I think they're going to try and oh, line up Leon versus Wonderboy. I'm just being realistic. They're going to line up Leon versus yeah. Wonderboy because we don't know how long he's going to be off the shelf with COVID. So they're going to make some matchups happen, and whoever wins is going to get that next shot. It is not going to be Gilbert, though. I can almost guarantee you that it, they're going to figure out a way to not give him that shot. Let's just call it as it is. Yet another reason why they need a union too. That's another union issue as well. That's something that should be uh, mm-hmm. discussed. I mean, the guy tested positive for COVID nineteen. He earned his shot. You were giving it to him before he got sick. What's the problem? He should be next. Stuff like that infuriates me. I can only imagine how Gilbert Burns would feel if that was. To well, happen. well, hold on a minute. We all know yeah. why Gilbert Burns was getting the shot. We all know why Gilbert. Burns Burns was being asked out by the head boy because the pretty girl said no the pretty girl said fuck you pay me the pretty girl said what how much (laughs) that's why come on and Gilbert knows this he knows that he was fighting for pennies he knows that he wasn't fighting for his worth and that's why he took it so it's going to come as no surprise when head boy pretty head boy handsome head boy basically turns around and says (laughs) not today <laughs> right. <laughs> but that And and not for nothing, maybe he wants to really run it back with Nate Diaz. I don't see him I don't want to see that mm-hmm. fight and I think I speak for a lot of fans, but I think between I don't know, I was there and stuff. It's just different. I really feel like the both of them really want to do it again. Like they it's between them two. It's not between the fans. It's not about what we saw. It was just I think Masvidal and Nate Diaz probably quietly want to shut that chapter. But all I know is that I don't want to see it and I think 
I don't know, Masvidal as a champion would be fun, but I do think he's going to run away with it and try to fight, fight Connor and stuff like that. I don't mind. I can go either way, but I think we'll have more fun as Masvidal as a champ. And if if Usman gets it, I think Leon is going to be, be able to fight him quicker than Masvidal, believe it or not. Because Masvidal is going to say, I don't want to fight him, I don't want to fight him. Usman is more than likely going to say, I'll fight Leon. Yeah, fine. So yeah. if Leon Edwards wants a title shot, it's better for Usman to win it. Usman's going to give it to him. Masvidal's going to be like later. Yeah, I mean, let's just face it. Jorge's all about the money. He's all about the papes. And it makes financial sense for him to call out someone like um, Nate Diaz. It, Whilst there right. is a story, whilst there is a narrative, whilst there is history between um, Jorge and Leon, let's just face it. As much as it pains me as a Brit to say this, the story, the compelling, what's actually going to put bums on seats, what's going to actually bring the boys to the yard, is a storyline with Nate in it. Let's just yeah. face it. He's a needle right. mover. He's proved that. They've done this before. Yeah. The dance has been set. So I just feel in the long run, it's not looking good for Leon full stop, regardless of whether Kamaru is holding aloft the belt on Saturday or Jorge I just feel in my hearts of hearts that the well in order to get the grease you need to squeak and squeak loudly and that we know is not Leon's bag now that is just the way things are I hear meritocracy creeping into the conversation and I hear it from Chisango <laughs> but we know this isn't about meritocracy we're in the middle of a pandemic this is about money this is about putting dollars in the coffers and the biggest fights do that not the ones that make sense or are meretricious mm -hmm. agreed okay so say yeah. say leon is out of the picture the immediate title picture who do they match him up with for me the it, it's got to be colby covington then yes. in a number one contender yes. fight because as much as the the Colby Usman fight was close, and I had it two two going into the into the final round. You can't have a rematch when you've been stopped. Like as a challenger, you can't justify you can't you, you can't justify giving a challenger a, a immediate rematch when they when they got finished definitively. So correct. I, I think the fight with Colby would elevate Leon to to a new level because obviously Colby has this somewhat cult following and a following of people who hate him as well. And that would put mm -hmm. Leon Edwards more in the spotlight. So, if anything, I think that's probably going to be the fight that gets offered to him next. Yeah, you're, you're spot on there. I couldn't have put it better. He better not take that fight. <laughs> Why, Why not? Man? If, if y'all want one of your countrymen to ever take a title again, he better not take that fight because he is not going to win that fight. Okay, okay. It, it is a dangerous fight, but... I, I'm not ready to call that one yet. I do. Uh, that's really dangerous. Again, well, it's, it's almost a similar matchup to the uh, to the Usman Masvidal. I mean, yes, it's Leon mm -hmm. definitely has the advantage in the strike in the striking, mm. and Colby obviously has the uh, the gas wrestling. tank in the wrestling. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and Colby, Colby also like has defensive flaws. He comes in kind of sloppy, you know. And I don't think that somebody Leon is not somebody that you come in sloppy the way that he counters. Nah. That left elbow, Ooh. that left hand, you know. Colby's going to eat a couple shots on the way in, and he's just going to angle off and pepper him up. But then at the same time, can he keep up that type of pace with somebody's um, weaponized cardio in, in Colby yeah, Covington? Yeah, that's the thing, man. That that's a hard one, fellas. I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> I'm scared for Leon, but 
I'd, I'd probably pick Leon, to be honest with you. I think he's legit. But I, it's like a very scary pick. I'm, like, nervous for him. him he isn't yeah. Gunnar Nelson. He, when he takes you down, he's going to mm-hmm. hold Leon there, and he's going to deliver some yep. ground and pound. We saw Gunnar, and Gunnar mm-hmm. put him in a little bit of trouble towards the end of the fight, but he still escaped. And although the judges were, like, screwing up with that score because it was not that close, I promise you. Let Colby take him down. That's going to be the beginning of the end for his fight because that's going to affect his ability to get his striking off because now he's going to be hesitant. All right, now you're getting tired because you're having to work and scramble and get back up to your feet. Right. It's the cycle of just fl- of like flawed fighting. If you cannot break the cycle, you're going to get mm-hmm. caught in the wash and it's going to be over and over. It's going to play mm-hmm. out worse than the Usman fight because it's going to be five rounds for him. Like I like mm-hmm. Leon. He can find another way to the title, not through Colby. All right. I want to see it actually. I'm down. I, I want to see it, but I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not expecting him yeah. to win. I, I, I want to see it, but yeah. you know, I, I'd never thought I'd say this again. Like t- three weeks in a row, Kairos just put it succinctly and just really, I think, paints the colorful picture of what, what exactly will happen. And it's just that he's nailed it. Yeah. Wow, you agree? <gasps> I'm shocked. <laughs> right. What is it? <laughs> Who's up next? I can go if y'all want. Okay. Um, I thought you guys were going to bring up the first topic that we talked about in the group chat, but I'm moving away from that. It's, we can. I'm bringing this up trying to be serious. I'm not trying to shit on Mike Perry for this. I think it's a serious concern, and we might laugh from it, but I'm not. It's not like my intention to like make light of this. But if it happens, it happens. You know. Okay. We heard Mike Perry talk about after he beat Mickey Gall that he's dealing with problems with the IRS and him. And it's an, and that's not the issue that I'm really trying to mm-hmm. point at. I'm, the issue is the stuff that fighters have to do to get their money. The hands that their money touches before it reaches theirs is extensive. You got your training camps, you got your nutritionists, you got your manager, you got your gym dues, and then it gets taxed on top of that. Now, how much percentage of what you actually won reaches your hand? I will never know unless, like, I, for some reason, I find someone. But it leads us to see, all right, well, Mike Perry understands the issue of him having his money being taxed before he gets it to him, and then he doesn't have that much money, so then he splurges to survive we don't know if he's just splurging just for luxury but he's doing stuff to survive and then in the back end after he just had a marvelous performance he buys his girl a car and i guarantee you he probably paid it all in full he did not lease he did not want to do the monthly payments for his car he probably bought it all in one and my issue is financial literacy for these fighters we yes they have managers yes they have this but there are other sports that have these sort of barriers involved that help fighters better manage their money and their livelihood so that they can survive the nfl has it the mlb has it nhl has it other sports have it mixed martial arts has not gotten a part of that curve even though we're 23 years old it's inexcusable to have that going on because i can guarantee you this right now this is not going to be the last time we hear about financial issues through mike perry and through other people we're going to have people getting audited we're going to have people getting tax evasion we're going to have people going bankrupt it's going to be bad in the next five to ten years if they don't get something a safety net involved to save these fighters right here on the front end because it's i promise you i can see it you guys can see it we can smell it the nfl though and the mlb those are careers they're not opportunities dana's made it really really clear look yeah. you guys need to bulletproof future proof you need to basically make sure that when the fighting's done this opportunity that you were given um you need to find either another opportunity or a career because what's been offered here isn't a career and it is a worry i have to say you know been in being in that situation myself okay we're talking like 10 years ago just spending having the money in the bank and just spending because you feel as though you're comfortable you feel as though you've got a wedge you feel as though you know you're financially set and not paying by leasing but paying outright a lot of the traits that Mike was talking about in recent weeks about, you know, not having enough for tax, 
but still going out and splurging. I can identify it with. I've been there. I can see it. And it is a massive worry. It's a massive worry because he knows within himself what the issues are, but he's his own worst enemy. He's actually making a, a, a rod for his back and digging a deeper hole by just continuing this reckless, continuous cycle of destruction. And um, it's only himself who's going to help himself because I've seen in recent weeks fighters who, you know, have actually looked at the situation, looked at the landscape and said, you know what, forget the fact that this is just a temporary or a fleeting opportunity. The fact is we're in the midst of a global pandemic and it's going to wreck lives, it's going to wreck finances and it's going to wreck um, careers. How you do that is actually finding a means by which to future-proof your career after you finish fighting. The one that kind of springs to mind already is Kane Musa. He is bulletproof mm-hmm. in terms of what he's doing by way of a career and he's doing it really quietly, really silently, just going out there and having an alternative business, an alternative career. So just going back to what you were saying, um, Kairos, it is a worry. It is a, a, I, I was deeply worried when I saw that because, as I say, a lot of the destructive behaviour that I saw, I recognised in myself of 10 years ago, but also, you know, it doesn't look as though it's going to stop any time, time soon, but he knows how to get out of it and he isn't doing any rectifying, um, well, op- well he's, he's not doing anything to rectify what is literally a disaster looming. He needs to spend that money to keep that young girlfriend of his, <laughs> that eighteen-year-old or whatever. To come to come, right, you, know, you have to keep them yeah, stimulated, well, it, right? It, like you got to keep them I, busy. I, I don't want to be too skeptical and assume her uh, what her personality is like, but this seems like a, a relationship that she's thriving on being in the spotlight, on being Mrs. Perry Two or whatever, the Platinum Princess Two version point two or the sequel, what what, what have you. <laughs> but I I only saw the, uh, the 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 image of Mike Perry buying his girlfriend a new car just literally just before we came on and I literally as like Kyra said I thought to myself wasn't this guy just saying that he he owed the IRS some money and didn't he forego having uh, a tra- a proper training camp forego having coaches and corner men just for the sake of saving some pennies like I mean. With, with with Mike Perry, he's he's talking about this. He sees the problems. He's getting the letters from the tax man saying you owe us X amount. You haven't paid us over X amount of years. But yet he's still making these these rash and quite frankly stupid decisions. I mean, what sane person would receive a letter from the Inland Revenue or what have you and say you need to pay us, let's say fifty thousand pounds by by the end of the by by the end of the year, and then we'll go and buy like an expensive car. Mm. It just it it it, it makes no sense. It, but a lot of stuff doesn't make sense with Mike Perry. But moving moving on to the point that Kyra said about fighters being taught um, financial literacy, that's just a, a a problem in society as well. Even in schools, they should teach they should yeah. teach financial li- literacy, and uh, they should teach kids like when you're when you turn 18 not to get a credit card straight away don't get an overdraft or whatever because these are systems that banks have in place to get you into debt as well but the UFC as Dana White said well in his terms it's a, it's an opportunity mm. and if it's it's although it is one of the big sporting leagues in the world it isn't one of the big sporting leagues in the world in the sense that they they don't have the same uh, what's the word of I'm, I'm looking for uh, well they they don't really 
care about their fighters so much in, in, in the long term. And I, I mean, look at the, the plethora of fighters who have uh, fallen by the wayside once they've left the UFC. And they, unless you're a, a Chuck Liddell or who got given a desk job or even a Matt Hughes. Or yeah, Matt Hughes. They're just going to leave. They're just mm-hmm. going to leave you Forrest yeah Griffin. exactly they're just, they're just gonna leave you so i mean i'd love to see the ufc give the fighters some seminars on what to do and what to expect and i'm pretty sure i, I think right. eddie alvarez talked about this as well and he, he he was tweeting about um some some advice that he give to young fighters but the ufc they they aren't going to do that and it's it's a crying shame all right well yeah. if they don't do that people need to understand oh i'm sorry you can go i'm sorry um, I just think your heart's in a good place, Carol. So I just think that's really that's well wishes for, but not for a company like mm-hmm. the UFC. I'm with Mike. They really don't see this as like a career. This hmm. is an opportunity. You are the one that are to show up, sign a contract, and be financially stable. You should know how to fill out your taxes. You should, you know, they're not there to Hello. really coddle you or even. It's not even just about coddling you. It's not really even a company that really takes care of their fighters in to begin with, let alone you know, to prevent things or to, (laughs) I don't know. I just, I wouldn't have too many expectations. We've seen Diego Sanchez and his uh, trainer. Well, I I felt like the UFC, I wanted them to get involved. What's that guy's name? The scammer? um, The scammer. Yeah, like, yeah, like he was scary to me. That's like, you know, and it's scary. And I also think it's strange that you can like not have a corner and fight in the UFC. So can I get a contract with no training whatsoever and just I sign and now, now I'm fighting someone like it's just strange to me. And I just don't have any expectations, Kairos, until they get a union. Once they get a union, they can clean up these these types of things and maybe perhaps get like at least a retreat where they talk about financial stability or something. Sorry but to interrupt. Into, a couple years. Do, do you no, know no, go a ahead. few years ago they did like consecutively they had uh, fighters retreats and that's where um chris cyborg punched up angela magana do you not remember uh, yeah. right and yeah. yes and did it stop with the new management is that what this I'm, is i'm not sure perhaps i mean i mean it, the, yeah we'd have to I figure that out exactly. yeah, maybe right there G. yeah so when this company goes from like you know more of an entertainment aspect you see some things being left in the dust you know and I don't know. I just wouldn't have any expectation, Kairos, is what I'm saying. Your heart's in a good place. But until they unionize and until more people like Masvidal and, and, you know, speak for other fighters and push for things, we're not really going to see things like that. And it's unfortunate because you saw what Mike put on Instagram was a huge red flag. He was just complaining about spending, mm-hmm. you know, about the taxes. And he and Kairos is absolutely right. We know damn well there was not no payment plan. He paid mm. that car in full, and they slapped the bow on it, and he gave it to I can imagine he, be- we- he, begrudged, he was his credit card was shaking in his hand, and he was giving yeah. it over to the, the salesman. Yeah, that's all it was, <laughs> paid in full. And at a time like that, when you're struggling with your taxes and how to fill out a form, you really shouldn't be making purchases like that. And he doesn't work for a company that's like, let me talk to you for a sec. Let's Who, do, who helps you out with your finances? He doesn't work in that type of environment. He needs a mentor and a coach. Yeah. But that's the issue. You can't. I don't want to. I don't want to come off like sounding Republican because th- that's not my vision. <laughs> but here's the issue, though. You you cannot wait for this union to happen. I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon. You have to yeah. help yourself in this situation. You have to hire a financial advisor at this point. Because mm-hmm. let's just be real for a second. Yeah. The issue isn't 
oh, I know there's a problem. The issue is he doesn't know the solution to the mm. problem. So the hole's only getting deeper. The tools that he currently has is only digging him a deeper hole instead of helping him build a ladder out. So that's the problem yep. right now. He needs to understand that, okay, great. I don't know how to file my taxes. Who can I talk to to teach me how to? I don't know how to manage my money correctly. Who can I talk to to help me figure me out? Like, and yes, the UFC had their little convocations that they brought fighters to, and they probably aren't doing it anymore, or they probably are. Maybe they send out a message, but it's not good enough. And that's why he needs to find someone who can help him in his life. I'm sure he knows somebody. And let's not act like the UFC is like the cesspool or the worst possible fighting organization or professional league to work and people are doing it at the lowest levels there was a major lacrosse league where people were making five thousand dollars a year off of an athletic salary these people uh, nobody barely anybody was making money to survive they had to have multiple jobs and you have multiple games a week and you're having practice a week so how is it possible that those people can have a sustainable life working two jobs mm -hmm. but we have people in this organization who are struggling the issue is they have the answers because they understand that there's a problem that needs to be solved and they figured out the solution to the whole these fighters have to do that right now and not wait for this union to come or it won't come because selfish and self-centered people is in our nature it's in competition it's everything people always convince you that mma is a single sport when really it's a team sport but people aren't going to break that mind state so i'm serious when i say this i don't think that union will ever come in the ufc it will hit all the other organizations but i do not think it'll hit the ufc because as soon as a big name steps up there's going to be a direct positive made there's going to be someone who gets talked out of it and they're going to back down because they're benefiting from it and they don't want to lose their favor with the company and their financial gain and they aren't going to really be willing to sacrifice it so i'm sorry you got to figure out a solution right now or you're going to find yourself in a serious problem oh mm. geez fire at the end fire in the booth right <laughs> oh man all right kairos i think you're I'm up, up. G. Uh, yeah so <laughs> what i bring to the table <laughs> what i bring to the table is joe's announcement about uh, tough. Did you guys hear about this and who the new coaches no. could possibly be? Mm, yeah, yeah. Ah, yes. yes, I did. Joe Rogan says Israel Adesanya and Paula Costa might coach the next tough season. And I will admit, fellas, that when he said that, out of nowhere, I got like really excited because that what? shit is going to be lit. That's going to be straight trash. Like that's going to be all mm. the stuff that like we kind of complain about or the stuff Mike likes, like the drama. Mm -hmm. Why? Because mm. Costa, they're going to give Paula Costa a mic. <laughs> And this this beefcake is going to say all types of things that's going to have all types of stuff going on in my mentions and your mentions. And we're going to be beefing online. We're going to be talking about this on the podcast like he is going to say something that's going to rock our world and it's going to make for good TV and it's going to be really sloppy and it's going to be almost like our love and hip hop. But then really quickly, I started not to get excited and I the reality of the situation kicked in and it's just like, do we need tough? It's like, how many seasons in are we? It's like 5,000 seasons. If I see yep. another coach, like, what's it called, challenge, where they throw, you know, Dana walks in with a bucket full of money and is like, hey, the coaches are going to do this, and they compete, and it's really weird, and they do it every season. Someone goes home, yada, yada. It's become, like, really redundant to me. So, like, do you think bringing Tough back, even in its redundancy, will be good for the sport, even with, like, all this drama? You guys excited? Like it? What are your thoughts? I'm all in. I'm all in with Adesanya and Costa. <laughs> Matt, like as as, as as you said there, um, Paolo, I, I I love his fighting style. Um, although a lot a lot of Me people too. say it's just basics that he does very well. Uh, that partly rings true, but he has this marauder mentality where he just goes forward and he has uh, somewhat uh, he has no regard for for his well being. But I think. 
as as I said, I preface by saying I, I love Paolo. I don't think he's the brightest bulb in the box. He's not the sharpest. He's not the sharpest <laughs> all in the box. And I think that you probably you probably end up saying some stuff that people would would oh. deem to be offensive or or, or what. It's have not you. probably. Yeah, it's yeah. going to happen. And, <laughs> couple that with probably every episode every yeah, week exactly. and couple that with the, the the animosity that's between adesanya and the, the fact that adesanya is well he he well he is a star he is he is one of the ufc stars he's not a superstar yet but he is one of the ufc stars that's going to make for good good viewing and i mean i can imagine costa trying to trying to come back with uh some witty retort and adesanya just with a just with a venom just coming back at him yeah it's gonna be fire it's gonna be good like don't get me wrong the the, yes. the tough the tough format i think they need to rejig it some way to make it relevant now thank because you because i think exactly. we're yes i think the last season if memory serves me correctly was i think was it gastelum and uh whitaker yeah it was it was gastelum and whitaker mm-hmm. heavy yeah heavy hitters and i think that was like the the 25th or 26th See, uh, the 28th. Uh, 28th. Uh, Jesus. Okay. Yes. So, I mean, they need to come up. But that's what yeah. I mean. Yep. 28 episodes of the same format. Someone goes home. Mm-hmm. So, you know, someone gets injured. Someone goes home. Someone is the, the, the drunk. Someone is weird. Yeah. The, the coaches battle. You know, it, it's just that format drives me crazy. Like, they've been. What TV show also was on for the, your whole fucking life besides Days of Your Lives or Soap Operas, too? Like, when do you, <laughs> when do you give this a rest? E- even though, like. This is about to be our love in mm-hmm. hip hop, and it's and it's so good. It's going to be so juicy, but that format is going to be. tough. I mean, gee, uh, they're they're eventually. Ooh. I'm pretty sure I read somewhere that they're going to end the Simpsons. So I mean, all the good things have to come to an end, you know. So, <laughs> but yeah, the, if they can rejig the format and make it more relevant to to this newer audience, this younger audience, because when was Tough One? Tough One was two thousand and four, two thousand five. I can't. Yeah, yeah, two thousand five. I mean that's 15 years. You that's, can't have you can't keep putting out the same product and expect to have the same yield in terms of ratings and and engagements and social media. Exactly. So I'm all in exactly. so long as they they revamp it. But Adesanya and Costa sign me up. That's going to be that's going to be great. I love Ooh. it. I love Tough so much. I've watched probably almost every single season. So yes, wow. you're, but you're right. You have to revamp. I, yeah, I seriously have. I've got, gotten Fight Pass. I've gotten That's websites. Awesome. I've, no, I used to watch it for years. I fell off. I was ahead for a while. You know what I mean? Like, I'm yeah. not somebody that didn't like it from jump. Like, I actually, from day one until maybe a couple years ago, I just couldn't take the format. Mm-hmm. It just got so redundant. But go ahead, Kairos. I cut you off. Yeah. No, it's okay. But that's how I just learn a lot about fighters' backstories and everything. I look into them. But um, this, the biggest issue, like you said, is they need to alter the format. But they've already done that to help alter the format. But they don't stick to certain things that are awesome. Like the season where ATT fought the Black Series. Mm. That was one of the greatest seasons of Tough ever. You had people screaming while they were fighting, cheering on their teammates. People having some of the craziest fights you've ever seen on the show. Where did that format go? Why isn't it city kickboxing versus, I don't know who, Fortis MMA, like something like that. And you Mm -hmm. should even have like 
um you should even have name brand not name brand this is messed up saying name brand fighters you should have household name mm -hmm. fighters actually competing on the show within the challenge itself whether it's for a specific weight class whether it's for multiple weight classes it needs to have something to give and that's absolutely correct you guys are right about that but i really do think even if they stick to the usual format with tough because of the oh, personalities yeah yeah because of the personalities offered this is going to be a success similar to how they had connor on tough with uriah mm -hmm. faber they weren't going to fight each other same format the most watched tough we've seen and it might be the most watched tough yeah. ever i think it's the most watched tough ever it's the yeah. personalities that light it up and the personalities bring mm -hmm. out even greater fights too like when people originally saw tough with att versus black Seals, not too many people were happy about it it's like oh it's just another season of tough when they started hearing people and the fights that were going on like i believe jason jackson was getting at was dominating somebody for like five straight minutes ended up getting subbed in the last like two seconds of the round absolutely yeah. crazy like come like hater hassan yeah. straight up whooping up on them boy he beat like three yep. people in a row knockout knockout when Torch, it's good like, it's good when yes. it's bad it's bad that season with kimbo no but over titties, god bless him it. and i loved <laughs> 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 don't make me choke <laughs> Yeah, yeah, there's classic moments in the stuff, and I actually do like Tough. I like it more than Contender Series, by the way. Contender Series is a little bit like game show and exploited for me, and I do yes. like Tough a little bit more. But I'm telling you, that format is going to kill me. And, this, yeah. and then it even creates the same fucking storylines. It's it just, it's someone gets hurt. Someone's someone's kid goes, you know, is, is sick. Someone is drunk. Someone is weird. Someone is vegan. Mm -hmm. It's just every season. It's just, I really, if it would be a plus if they could revamp it and have these two coaches. And also, like, are we not going to discuss, like, COVID? How are we doing tough? Is the pandemic over? Mm. Or why did they announce this? But go ahead, Mike. We didn't get your um, take. I was going to say, for me, tough is the missionary position of MMA <laughs> TV programming. Oh it was great in the beginning. It was lovely when you were discovering yeah. it. Absolutely amazing the first few times. But then it just gets a little bit stayed and boring. you got to chop it up. you got to switch it up. you got to coordinate. Yeah, you got to switch positions. you got to do different stuff. you got to go in a different there part of the go. room. Sure. You, got, you know what I mean? Like, I'm just sticking, sticking, sticking with that analogy. I thought looking for a fight was the 69 i thought that that was them actually doing something totally <laughs> different when you were kind of like intrigued you're beguiled you were like i like that show yeah, yeah. i'm feeling this i'm feeling yeah. this oh my god mike me and you think the same i thought looking for a fight was the slow like you know gonna take over tough and then when that didn't happen i yes. was like oh the game show will take over tough and then that didn't uh -huh. happen and now they're talking about bringing it back and then they're like we're not changing nothing from what i'm hearing and i'm like don't oh, don't be lazy don't take those two personalities and be lazy and also like is this really happening don't play with my emotions we're in a pandemic are we really about to put people in the house yeah and test them i and, really hope and, not yeah like what the hell's going on too like, mm. what's Joe talking about? Was he high? Did did Dana say, like, put that in the air? Or is this really happening? And don't forget, Paolo's pushing for money to even be a coach. My man said, um, no less than 15 <laughs> mil. I'm worth as much as John Jones. <laughs> Holla at me. <laughs> yeah, facts. He said it on Twitter. I saw it with my own eyes. He was like, you want me to yeah. coach? Then I need 15 million, no less than John Jones. That is his worth. He ain't getting that money. Right. He ain't getting that money. <laughs> he ain't getting fifteen dollars. <laughs> Thank you. You're not getting five mil, my man. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe five hundred thousand, but um. <laughs> here's, a, here's a dollar. <laughs> right, and a, and a voucher. 
But no, like, mm-mm, he's not getting that. So it's, it, I think the whole Joe announcing it was kind of weird because look at all the holes <laughs> that were, <laughs> were punching in it, you How? know? Sorry to interrupt. How are you sending memes whilst you're, <laughs> whilst you're recording? Who? <laughs> Have you seen this, G? Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> I just... Y'all, Chisanga is photoshopping <laughs> and sending us <laughs> shit about tough. You got titty, Chisanga, titties. Chisanga, you have, to, you have to explain yourself to the listeners. Um, <laughs> <laughs> All right, let, let, me, let, me, let me compose myself. Um... <laughs> as as G was uh, articulating her her grievance with uh, with with Tough, I kindly rewound to uh, one of my favorite seasons of Tough. I do believe it was Tough Ten with with uh, Kimbo Kimbo Slice, Rampage Jackson, and Rashad Evans were of course the coaches. And if you remember, uh, Quentin Jackson took quite a shine into uh, <laughs> Daryl the Boss, I believe his nickname uh, Schoonover. And he uh, he had a certain nickname for him, <laughs> a certain mammary nickname for him. Uh, the nickname, of course, was uh, Titties. And I I sent through to the group chat a picture of Rampage uh, groping Daryl screwing over, which Daryl could probably meet to him, to be honest. For that, that's unwanted, that's unwanted contact. Yeah. But that's that's why he looks like he's enjoying it in that picture. Hey, man. <laughs> Yeah, thank God the UFC does not have an HR. (laughs) Oh, God, yeah. God, they've been dealing with all sorts of uh, complaints, God. Oh, my God. The UFC would be no more. That's what would happen. It'd be crazy. (laughs) Rampage got what was coming to him after that. Oh, yeah. It took 10 years. It took 10 years. He went from calling people titties to having his own titties. I saw him looking like 50 pounds of poop in a two-pound bag when he fought Fedor, getting sniped from across the octagon. He yeah. looked the worst I ever seen him in his did life. Did he even I, have a training camp? Did he train, or he just showed he did, up? He lied if he said nah. he did. Yeah, I think he just showed up, bro. I think yeah. I think he did like ten jumping jacks and had someone <laughs> hold pads the morning of, and he took the fight and got a paycheck, and and then even the way he um lost, it was just like he was like, oh no, that's mm-hmm. it. Like, <laughs> that's yeah. it. Looks a little yeah. Funky. Well, those two are, are are quite friendly as well, so probably he was like, all right, Fade, or you're in Japan. I I I won't train. I'll come in a bit overweight. You hit me with a couple punches. I'll go down. I mean, Fedor hit him hard. I don't think he like faked no, it or no, anything. No, no, I just no. think he wasn't in optimal shape, so he couldn't take the punches. And then he hadn't fought in a while, so he was like, "Oh no!" Yeah. And he he fell he out. He looked like he was waiting to get out of there, man. Any opportunity. Oh, man. And Fedor hits hard. Yeah. yeah, but I. And Fedor, everybody who's fought Fedor has always been like, yo, that old man hit hard. Like, Chael Sonnen is still rocked by that fight. Like, that podcast afterwards, um, Chael broke it down that that man hits. And I've heard other people describe that Fedor. Yeah, Yeah, he sits on his punches and he hits hard. And I can't imagine being out of shape and coming into a fight like that and taking that type of impact. Yeah, you'd lay on the floor too. You finished. Yeah. (laughs) No, well, no, 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 come on, yeah, rewind, oh, he tried it, select, right, let's, let's say, come on, guys, this is arguably the biggest card of the year, in fact, this is the biggest card of the year, what, let's, we gotta do some picks for the main card, we gotta do some picks for the main card, all right, so, from the bottom of the main card, I'm going with Amanda Ribas to beat Paige Van Zandt, Rose Namajunas to beat Jessica Andrade, Jose Aldo to beat Peter Yan, and you can save it until I finish my picks. Save the criticism. 
I'm going for Volkanovski to beat Max Holloway. And I'm going for the shock of the night, the three to one underdog, Jorge Masvidal, to stop Kamaru Usman. Mm, interesting. Shall we all give our I'm picks going and then for... like? Sorry. No, I was gonna say like, like, shall we all give our picks and then yep. afterwards we can just tear each other up because I'm already ready mm-hmm. for Chisanga. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I've got um, Amanda Rebes to beat. Paige Van Zandt. I see Paige Van Zandt joining her husband over at Bellator. You know what? Regardless <laughs> of what happens, I just see her going there mm-hmm. anyway. She's all about that money life. Me too. But I see Jessica Andrade beating Rose Namayunas. Mm-hmm. I see Jose Aldo, Jose Aldo beating mm-hmm. Piotr Jan. I see Max Holloway beating Alexander Volkanovsky. And I see my man. I see... Jesus personified in this vessel of a man called Jorge Masvidal um, coming out victorious. I see him holding two belts aloft that night. I see the BMF in one hand and the welterweight strap in the other. Mm, well, I'll <laughs> I'll start from the bottom up. Let's see. Um, <laughs> I right, think go Rebus on, um, go is going to get Paige. Let's see here. I think uh, Rebus is going to get Paige Van Zandt. I think Rose Nama Yunus beats Jessica. Um, unlike y'all crazy motherfuckers, Yan beats Jose Aldo, even though that breaks my heart. Uh, Alexander Volkanowski, I think he beats Max. I'm a little bit leery of the Zoom workouts and whatnot. And uh, and I think Kamara Usman gets it done pretty easily and soundly against Jorge Masvidal. Hmm. Okay, okay. I'm, I'm in between a lot of you guys' picks, to be honest. But there's one pick that y'all might shoot before, and I'm ready for the shots. I'm going okay. I'm going Usman, Volkanovski. Mm-hmm. I'm going... Um, I'm going Aldo, and I think yes. he finishes him. I am going... You know what? I'm risking for the biscuit. I'm putting my life on this. I'm going Paige Van Zandt. Oh. That disrespecting the odds... The odds makers wow. really want to lose every money, like all the money that they could possibly gain by doing that. They're fools. What, what fight mm. am I missing before I go on? Andrade, Namajunas. Is that it? Namajunas, I'm going by. Yes, Andrade was tagging her up and slowing her down in that in the title, but I'm telling you, three rounds is enough. She can she can win. Oof. Okay, so it's I'm, I'm just happy to see so many people uh, still believe in Jose Aldo because it... It seems that there's this narrative every time the Aldo fights that, oh, he's past his prime and there's always the questions, oh, can he regain his, his old form? And the, the main question that people ask is, is this motherfucker going to throw a leg kick anymore? Yeah. I wish um, they'd let that go. <laughs> I, I, I know. I mean, let the man... We're so used to yeah. seeing it, though. And they, they, they landed when they landed previously in but devastating it, fashion. We want the old But let the man adapt and change. Yeah, thank you, Jasanga. I mean, yeah. You took the words out of my mouth. Like, um, I mean, older boxer wrestler Haldo is winning, too. Like, I'm just fine with him not kicking, but boxing in those body shots. Just, you know, I think we need to grow with him. Because he's mm-hmm. winning. That body shot against who? Jeremy Stevens was stunning. Oh, man. Yeah. And the wind-up on it, that was just... Oh. Yeah. It's, it's Jeremy, Jeremy, <laughs> Jeremy tried his best yeah. to, like, I'm not her. He tried his best. It's like... it's like it's like when you. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. Go ahead, Chisanga. Oh, no. I was about to say, Jeremy was trying to pretend he wasn't her, and it's like... It's, it's like when you're a little kid and like say your mom slaps you in front of one of your friends and you're trying not to act hurt but deep down <laughs> you, you know deep down <laughs> it hurts and it's like, 
I ain't hurt. No, she did, that slap didn't hurt. And then you go to your room and you you fall you apart. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what that's what it's like. You tried. tried. You tried. For those picking Jose Aldo, all jokes aside, how do you see him winning? Because I don't see it, and that's why I picked Peter Yan. But how do y'all see it? And not from an emotional like, you know, because he's a king or whatever, and y'all really mm-hmm. like him. But break that down for me. What do you think? I think it's a, mm-hmm. to be honest with you. I, I I am erring on what you've just said there in that. The dream. I, I love Jose Aldo yeah. of old, and I want to see that, and I'm a, an old romantic, and that's yeah. what it boils down to. And I just see him, based on his last performance, I just see him being, you know, just as fast as he was, just as um, plucky. But I don't know. I, I, I'm hoping against hope, but I feel that those leg kicks are going to come mm-hmm. back this Saturday. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think so, and I'm going to piggyback off, off your point. Jose, I, lo- I love his new style now that he, he well, he, he, always used to, he always used to walk forward, with, but this time it's, it's not so much with reckless abandon, but he's got, he's got his confidence back. I think, mm-hmm. obviously, after, mm-hmm. the, after the McGregor yes. fight, I'm, I'm, it's understandable. Your confidence is going to be shot for a long time, and obviously he came back with the, the yeah. dominant victory over Frankie Edgar, but that was somebody who, who he'd already beaten. So now that I think he's got his confidence back, and it's it's boxing it now is it's it's off the chain. It's it's phenomenal, and there's also the added the uh, the added element is that these two guys trained together years back when Aldo. I think Adam still might have been been champion or adult or maybe maybe his reign reign had ended. But there's no scenario where I don't see I, I didn't see uh, Aldo getting the better of Peter. And you know you have these fights where somebody's drafted into to um into the camp and then they ended up they end up fighting the uh, the former champion or the former big name and a lot of times they freeze. So I think that could happen to Peter Yan. I know he's like a stone cold stoic Russian assassin KGB hitman <laughs> type guy yeah. but there's just something that I just think that Aldo's going to have the mental edge over him having trained with him before yeah interesting I think if the, he, if Aldo does have a path to victory it would be his boxing or overwhelming Peter Yan but go ahead uh, Kairos mm-hmm. yeah when I said earlier that Jorge Masvidal has some of the best boxers in the UFC, Aldo's right in that same conversation. Mm-hmm. And when he keeps it in that range, Yan's not going to have a chance to throw those kicks. He's not going to be faster in the pocket. Mm-hmm. He's not going to be able to escape and enter safely. And he's going to get chainsawed. I'm glad that Aldo doesn't throw any more leg kicks anymore because you're swinging your leg at their leg. You're doing damage to yourself and hoping to do damage to them anyway. I don't like that style. I like leg kicks, but I think that for a guy who fights so many five-round fights, it's just not in the, your best interest to do mm-hmm. that, A. B, we've seen people get their fucking heads taken and, off by throwing those and kicks. And his age. Naked. Take into Every consideration time. his age. Leg kicks take yeah. a, a lot of um, energy out of you. You know, and this guy's getting older and he's yeah. been exactly. through a lot of wars. Maybe he's just now trying to conserve his energy as his boxing gets better and better. And I see nothing wrong with it because look what he did to Makano with his boxing as well. You know, mm-hmm. it's not just yeah. the body shots to Jeremy Stevens. Like, old. Jose Aldo is what's up. <laughs> you know what I mean? I just don't think uh, I I do think Peter Yan is better than him and that people are kind of underrating him. I think his performance against Uriah Faber is 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 very telling, but people will always say, "Oh, Uriah was over the hill and yada yada." And I was like, "I agree with you, but he destroyed him. He did what he was supposed yes. to do when you fight someone like that. That's very telling." And I'm, mm-hmm. I think this fight might be a little sad. I really do think Peter Yan is going to outbox him and just make this make adjustments wow. to beat him. 
Yeah, I don't think Peter oh. got enough credit for that victory over um yeah. over, over Uriah Faber. Yeah. Like he beat the shit out of Uriah Faber. And no, let's not he forget did. he doesn't get enough for, credit. It's yeah. oh he was let's over the hill. He was an old legend. Yeah, okay. uh, but he also beat the shit out of Jimmy out Rivera. Of Rivera. He Thank beat you. the shit out of Jimmy Rivera in the previous fight. And he was so. losing that fight. Mm-hmm. Like the first round, mm-hmm. if you watch that fight over again, he has to make adjustments to Jimmy. He's kind of like, what the fuck? And then once he gets his timing, puts his back against that cage, the fight goes downhill. And I'm telling you, I have a feeling that's what's going to happen with Otto. He's just going to make slight adjustments and outbox him. And he's younger and faster than him. But we haven't seen anybody take really take the fight to him be the aggressor towards yes. him because I think yes. I, I think a lot of yeah. I think a lot of people go into the fight with Peter Yan I think they're intimidated to begin with and then they let yep. him implement his game plan from the outset Aldo's not going to do that Aldo's been in there with a who's who no. and so That's I true. mean it's going to be interesting to see yeah and there's only two types of fighters that beat Aldo and it's a person who can grind him out, like how Volk mm-hmm. did. Volk wasn't striking for 15 minutes with him. He yep. grinded him out, mixed it up against the cage, yep. and clinched. And the other type, you have to have a superior size and reach advantage on him so you can keep your range. Like Max. Yep. Yan, yes. uh, Yan doesn't have that. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's why Max was able to do that to him. Aldo had to overcome so much range to get in there. And Max isn't the one to be trying to close distance against. Right. He's just ain't that the one. That plays into his guy. game, actually, I'm to t- do that. Yeah. yeah. Yes, that's what I'm telling you. Like Yan is gonna if he can if he can win this fight, he's literally gonna have to overcome everything that he hasn't had to face up until now. That's why mm-hmm. I just it's just too, I think it's too much. Yeah. Of, yes, he beat Uriah Faber. Congratulations. <laughs> Most of the reason why I chose Uriah Faber is for sentimental reasons. I didn't think Uriah Faber was a better fighter. I thought he'd catch him. Uriah has been using the same techniques from when he first competed for a title in the UFC up until now. And we I didn't see a difference in anything Uriah Faber has done from then until now. So he basically had the playbook written out for him and he did what he's supposed to do. Congratulations though. Jimmy Rivera, we're talking about a guy who's a bantamweight, who's sitting in the top five to ten. I don't think he'll ever break forth into that four, three, two, one spot and sit there considerably. Mm. I'm telling you, this man, his accolades and these fights that y'all are praising him for his performances, great. You're supposed to do those things. But there's a huge difference between that top four spot reaching into the top three, reaching into the top two. And there's anything that Aldo is, he's top two in everything he's ever been in. Every division, every organization. You it's say just, you say that, different. but we're all acting like Aldo didn't technically lose that fight against Marlon Marias. That doesn't really make me very comfortable picking him either. You know, like this, he's getting a title. I hold Marlon. He's getting a Marlon. title shot off a loss, and I'm one of those people that think Jose yes. lost too. Uh, oh wow! I'm one of those people. I'm sorry, and I'm a fan of his. Like even though I'm being oh, honest snap. and I'm not picking him, I'm a huge fan. I just want to put that out there. I'm just like mm-hmm. I'm a purist, and then. I don't pick with my heart. I, every time I make a pick, I pick a fighter that I think is going to win the fight. It's all business. I want Jose Aldo to win, believe it or not. But, uh-huh. yeah. No, I thought he lost. You know? I thought That's he lost fine, to Marias. It, it was a close fight, regard. though. Yeah. As you should. Yeah. He's up there. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I don't feel comfortable with him facing Peter Yan after a fight like that. If he put away Marias... Um, comfortably soundly or even one like a war decision i'd be like yeah i might be a little nervous about him fighting peter yan but i mean not um i would feel more confident but as of right now i'm a little nervous that loss it didn't that title shot off a loss a close loss doesn't make me feel safe i don't know it's intriguing matchup it's yeah it's intriguing matchup man but i i i i, I should I, well I have sentimentality 
guiding this pick as well but after analyzing the points i just made and that we all made as well i'm more convinced than ever that jose is going to do it and guess what if he does it none of y'all hit the nail on the head though but mike real quick if he does it <laughs> y'all could, y'all if y'all talk shit about me i'm just gonna laugh like i'm like carol's like i don't you know if i pick wrong <laughs> don't be surprised if i come up on the show and be happy that he won even though i'm picking peter no, yeah no. if he wins i'm gonna be like oh no oh you know what i'm saying so <laughs> like i'm hoping he i mean this would be a dream if for him to just get this belt real quick i mean it solidifies his legacy so of course i'm rooting for him so no doubt, I'll probably end up crying if that happens, you know. Because like, the yeah, exactly. Yeah, the, like the journey that he's been through since, well, since losing to McGregor, and it just annoys me that obviously it's 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 brilliant that Conor McGregor brings millions and millions of new eyeballs to to the sport, but to see Jose Aldo fall in that manner, I, I there's there's still still to this day there that's the worst dethroning a ufc champion has ever had and will probably yeah. that it probably will be the worst one also the worst rematch gonna... we'll never have like i think it's messed up that exactly. it's not discussed it was never given back and we've seen rematches before that just didn't even make sense and this wasn't even discussed because we all know that although yeah. that's a dangerous matchup for connor Aldo with with that type of embarrassment and chip on his shoulder. And all he did probably was make a mistake very early on because he was feeling a bit emotional because, you know, kind of ran his mouth so much. That's a dangerous Mm. man. And they will not run that back. But it just, it's (laughs) never going to happen. I I wish it would. It's never going to happen. I wish it would. I I would confidently. Why are you laughing, Carol? (laughs) I confidently. Because you're right. Yeah. It ain't never ain't going never down gonna like happen. that. <laughs> because why? Jose Aldo was too dangerous for that. He he might kill him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he might lose too. Maybe Connor gets him again or maybe it's even a more competitive fight. Or uh, my friends, he might kill him. I don't know. And and he's capable of doing it. The UFC will never give Connor that rematch. It's far too dangerous. Oh, uh, yeah. But going back to the point with, with Jose Aldo, that everybody, the, the new age mixed martial arts fans just know him as the guy that Connor starched in 13 seconds, yeah, which it's mm. a crying shame. They didn't see him at the peak of his powers, or even not in the peak of powers no. when he was like, you know, what I mean? he's just reaching the crescent of his powers in the WEC. Oh man, just they didn't see the the flying the knee on that. Yeah. yeah, they didn't see the magic. They didn't see the flying knee on uh, on Cobb Swanson. They didn't see the the brutal leg kicks on Uriah Faber, and it just, I mean, for for us, the, these are pivotal and nostalgic moments in mixed yeah. martial arts that will forever be ingrained in my memory that's what i think of when i think of jose aldo and i think of the two fights mm. with uh, with chad mendez as well but, I, oh, yeah. but it's just it's just a shame that when you mention jose aldo to new fans of the sport that they just think oh yeah connor starts them and that's it and then they saw him lose consecutive fights to max and max is I one know. of the best fighters yeah. of, of the last decade so and aldo defends belts Exactly. He he defends his belt so many times. He's brilliant. And like I said, fellas, I'm really scared for this matchup. I picked Yan, but my heart is for Aldo, and I'm really scared. I'm glad we're all in agreement on that. Yeah. Indeed. What about about Amanda Page? (laughs) Oh, I'm. um, 
you know what's so funny? Shout out to you, Carol's, because you're the one that schooled me on this. Remember a long time ago when they first announced this before she got injured? I was like, ooh, Paige could win this one. And you DM me like, uh, no, she's not. Like, <laughs> yo, no, Cairo schooled me real quick. And I actually, because of you, Kairos, I went back and paid more attention to Amanda Rebus. Because I'm, I'm like one of those people. I do think Paige Van Zandt is athletic and she's pretty good. I just don't think she's elite. But I still think she's a really mm-hmm. good fighter. So when they announced this, I was like, oh, this is a competitive fight. Thank you, Kairos, for being like, go get on your UFC fight pass and figure out that you the fuck wrong <laughs> and that they don't like this lady and they punishing her. He wrote me a nice syllabus on why the UFC is fucking her over by giving her Amanda Rebus. And I appreciate you that, Carol. So I didn't. I wasn't up on her yet. And you're absolutely right. Um, she might break her arm come Saturday. I'm tripping, though, because I'm backpedaling from that. That's what I'm saying. Uh, I'm, I'm wrong. That's what I'm saying. I was wrong to say that mm-mm. to you because the situation has changed. I know it has changed, but I'm huh? still thanking you because I'm picking Amanda. I went back and I watched <laughs> UFC Fight Pass, and that DM you sent me, I think is true. I was like, they don't like her. This woman is going to kill her, and I'm kind of worried, too, just like Aldo. But I'm more invested in Aldo. That's why it's like I might cry if he loses. But mm. I do think Amanda Rivas is going to beat her ass, and Kairos, you put the button in my ear whether you change the idea or not <laughs> you did it i'm so, sorry for that i'm telling y'all if y'all bet money she is plus 750 the last time i checked she was plus 750 how disrespectful can you have someone who has fought in a title challenger a former champion and almost gone the distance with her because she hasn't Paige fought in a while the and her arm is brittle and we all watch her get really beat up so. by <laughs> Thug Rose, and it, you know. Go, yes. go on, Ky- Kairos. And, 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 and again, Paige is going to. What are you going to say? You, you were just about to say something there. Paige is yes. going to. Paige has. We haven't seen her fight in two years. You mean to tell me she hasn't evolved her style in that amount of time? You mean to. T- not two years. She fought <laughs> against Rachel Ostevich. But you mean to tell me in that amount of time she hasn't changed her style? Also, she's splitting time away from Team Alpha. You know how much we hate that, Jim. So she's been getting better with other coaches. On top of that, she's going to be the most mobile fighter Amanda has ever fought. All of Amanda's fighters that she has fought have been borderline stationary and specialized in one specific category. Yeah. Mackenzie Dern, submission specialist. Great. She has heavy hands sometimes when she's fighting Amanda Bobby Cooper. Great. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you fought Ronda Marcos. You took her to a decision. Not very impressive. No disrespect to Ronda, but she is not as good as she was when she was coming right. off a tough. A few other opponents, I believe she even lost to Poliana Viana by like submission. I'm telling y'all this right oh, now. Yeah, she did. Amanda, if if this fight was at 115 pounds, I'd be like, okay, you got a good point. Paige is going to be big. She's going to be strong. She's going to be fast. And I promise you this. It's not going to be a 30-27. It's not going to be a finish by Amanda. If this, if if Amanda wins, wow. it's gonna oh, be too, yeah. close. It's gonna be twenty nine twenty. What about what about Ring Russ? Her arm. She hasn't been fighting for a while, and Amanda Rebus is consistently fighting, and none of that is gonna affect her. She's focused and she's wild, bro. Like Paige. And the fact that she's consistently been living off that switch <laughs> kick. Now, <laughs> to be honest we, with you, oh my <laughs> we talked about this in, the week. Ter- yeah. In in, ter- in terms of in terms of technique. I'm just curious, Kairos. That's why I wanted you to finish. I'm just curious as to what you feel she's been working on. I think she's been working more so on her boxing. Dancing naked. I'm telling y'all, bro. Y'all think it's a... you think she is with her boo, who's one of the better wrestlers in that in I know, that I gym, see them naked, and she's not getting her wrestling night. Like, like, that's what I see. I don't exactly. see Amanda doing that. It's a facade. I'm telling you, it's a facade. She's going to come out there and hurt her. Bro, listen, listen. I know I sound crazy. 
think about how I'm seeing myself. If I heard myself saying this, I'd be like, this kid is out of his goddamn mind. But I promise y'all this. I promise mm -hmm. you, you think it's going to be a one-sided beating. It is not mm -hmm. going to be a one-sided beating. Straight up, yes, ring rust, absolutely. But guess what? We've been dealing with this whole COVID situation. Nobody's been getting adequate training partners. Mm -hmm. Nobody's been getting point. rounds in the gym sure. heavy. Everybody is on equal footing right now. She's had ample amount of time to get her arm fixed. She even had another surgery when the screws broke. I'm pretty sure she wouldn't be competing right now if her arm was still compromised. Let's just be real. And you think she's about to put her last fight on her contract on on the line if she's compromised when she knows she's not trying to renegotiate free agency right after bro i'm telling you she's coming into this fight healthy she's coming into this fight different and she's going to send a message so that the ufc either re-ups or she goes to bellator and kills it bro i'm oh, y'all think it's a game i'm about to drop money plus 750 you think it's a game i'm dropping money oh, oh. <laughs> okay Fire in the booth part two. Man, I hope she really loses. I hope you don't think I'm a like a hater. <laughs> but like after all that, like I really hope she loses. <laughs> no, I do. That's okay. A, That's know. okay. I'm not I have no skin in the game. No, I'm the same way. I don't take offense. Any more for any more before we wrap up. Nah, that's that's me, man. That's me. It's <laughs> been a pleasure chopping it up with you guys. Okay. Well, that about wraps up this episode of the Wocast. Make sure you uh, not only tune into the fights this coming Saturday, but tune into the next episode of the Wocast. We, um, as you probably would have listened in the episode before this, had our wonderful guest uh, produced, directed uh, by G. Um, we had Macy Chasson. This coming weekend, I don't want to, um, well, I don't want to overkill this, so I won't go into too much detail. But um, suffice to say, I'm going to give you another clue that, you know, G, you know, obviously present company um, accepted and, uh, you know, not not uh, dissing present company. But uh, this is a hill that I will die on. You're one of obviously the finest uh, co-hosts. Thank there. you. I, sometimes, wow. Indeed. Sometimes I think you guys are laughing when I listen to the podcast and I listen to all the cursing and shit. I'm like, how do they deal with me? Terrible. <laughs> but thank you, fellas. No, and I love all you too. Never change, G. Never change. N never. You don't ever have to worry about that. <laughs> well, until next time, make some trouble. Bye.